the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Like Bob on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Live. And welcome again to Bob Bernie Live. Welcome to our listeners in Washington, D.C. I have the privilege of uh, sitting in for my good friend Don Crow today. So if you're listening on WAVA 105.1 FM in our nation's capital, a very special welcome to you. It is indeed a privilege to be your host today, uh, even guest host. And of course, to my listeners in Columbus, Ohio, who listen to Bob Bernie Live every afternoon, of course, it is my privilege to be your host as well. Here is my telephone number, 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. That number works anywhere in the continental United States. We had a lot of callers from Washington, D.C. yesterday, or at least that area. And I'd love to hear from you today as well, of course, as our listeners here in Ohio. Now, because most of you in D.C. are not familiar with the number, let me give it to you again. 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. Now, I've got some really important stories to share with you But I also would love to hear about your voting experience, all right? Uh, Even if you voted early, tell me how it went. Uh, uh, I would love to know, was was it efficient? Was it easy? Was there chaos? Was it orderly? I would love to hear about your voting experience. And I hope you have voted. And if you have not, you have time. Please vote today. And vote your biblical values. I'm not going to tell you who to vote for, but I know what to vote for. Biblical values. Vote biblical values. Again, my number, 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. My wife and I voted... About 10.30 this morning, uh, about 30 minutes. Uh, The reason we went then, we thought we would be in between the rushes, uh, the people have to vote before work, the people that vote during their lunch hour. Well, it was busy. And the poll workers told us it had been steady. When they opened up this morning, massive crowd. Uh, And by the time we got there around 10.30, uh, it was just steady. Long line. Uh, took us about 30 minutes. It went very smoothly, and I could not be more pleased with our voting experience. I'd love to hear from you. Again, 877-BOB-LIVE. Now, I want to get to this story. Today is very, very important. 
we're, you know, who's going to control the House? Who's going to control the Senate? Uh, what is the direction of America? That's important. This is more important. Listen to this headline. Most evangelicals say worshiping alone is a valid replacement for church attendance. Now, I don't know what the outcome of the election is going to be today. We may not know for a few days. But whatever happens, this is more troubling to me than anything that could happen in the election. Listen to this. For the first time, a biennial survey has found that most evangelical Christians— now, these are people who self-identify as evangelicals, Christians. For the first time, a biennial survey has found that most evangelical Christians in the United States believe that worshiping alone or only with one's family can be a valid substitute for going to church. According to the report released by Lifeway Research titled The State of Theology, 66% of Americans agreed worshiping alone or with one's family is a valid replacement for regularly attending church. Now, that's 66% of the general population. When it's broken down by denominations, specific beliefs, and so forth, 54% of Americans who identify as evangelical said, I don't need to go to church. I can worship alone. I can worship my house. I don't need to be with other people. I don't need to be with other believers. Now, first, now I, I know some are saying, well, Bob, don't you know that the church is not the building, it's the people? I'm not talking about the building. I am talking about the people, but in most cases, the people do gather in a building. And I don't care if they're gathering together in a field. I am talking about the congregation, the group of people. Fifty-four percent of evangelical Americans now say, first time ever, I don't need to be with other believers. I can worship alone with my family. I really, I, I don't need, I don't need to be with other believers. Now, number one, top of the list, it's unbiblical. God created us with a need for fellowship. And not only that, we are commanded in the New Testament. Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is our. Don't avoid, don't neglect gathering together. That's a command of the New Testament. We got 54% of evangelical Christians who are more than willing to throw out God's plan, God's formula. Hey, listen. The local church is God's plan for reaching the world, and it has been for 2,000 years. The local church, 
Well, Bob, I, I thought that was the universal church. Well, I believe in the theological doctrine of the universal church, which means everybody that's born again is a part of the church, the body of Christ. I believe that theologically. But God designed local churches to carry out his plan, his purposes in the world today. Now, I've been making this statement for more than 45 years. Small groups, large groups, small gatherings, local churches, on the radio. For 45 years, I've been making this statement, and so far, no one has taken me to task on this. No one. And here it is. Everything that God accomplished in the New Testament, listen to me carefully, everything that God accomplished in the New Testament was either by, through, or for a local church, not the universal church. A local church. I dare you to tell me one thing that is accomplished in the New Testament that was not by, through, or for a local church. That's God's plan. You put all those local churches together and they become the universal body of Christ. I know that. But the commands that God gave, that Christ gave to the church, are given to members, believers, in the local church. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, that whole thing about the body of Christ. Somebody's a hand, somebody's an arm, somebody's a foot, somebody's the eye, somebody's the ear. Now, how in the world do you have a foot in Africa and the other foot in England? That whole concept of the complete body of Christ coming together can only be accomplished in a local setting. God created us to fellowship with other believers. There are some positive things that came out of COVID. This is one of the worst negative things. People say, I can just watch on TV. I can just watch it on my computer. I can roll out of bed. I don't even have to roll out of bed. I can just put my put my computer up on my, my tummy and stream live. No, 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 no. Now, if you cannot physically make it to a local church, fine. I understand that and praise God for streaming video and so forth. But if you can be with other believers... That's where you should be. Follow Bob on Twitter at twitter.com slash Live. And welcome again to Bob Bernie Live. Welcome in Ohio. Welcome in Washington, D.C. Welcome wherever you may be listening. Let me make just a couple more comments on this story that I referred to before the break. This brand new survey from uh, 
uh, LifeWay Research for the first time that since they've been doing this study, but I would assume this is the first time in the history of the American church that a majority of Christians say, I don't need to be with other people. I really don't need that. I can worship just as well alone or with my family. Now, by the way, that's true. You can worship alone, and you should worship alone. And in fact, you should have far more worship alone than with other people, all right? But you also must biblically have fellowship and interaction with other believers to encourage one another, to build each other up. The whole concept that Peter talks about is that we are living stones, and these living stones come together to make a house, a body of believers. And each stone is separate and unique, and God puts the stones individually into the structure. Now, what kind of a structure would you have if you have one stone out in the middle of the field, and 500 feet to the north, there's another stone, and a quarter of a mile to the south, there's another stone, and all of the stones are going, Wow, I really like it out here in the field. I'm just, I'm all alone, just sitting here in the field with grass all around me. What kind of a house would that be? I double dog dare you to give me any biblical foundation for leaving the fellowship of a local church. And again, I'm not talking about the building. If that body of believers chooses to meet in a building, wonderful. That's great. I've worshipped in all kinds of buildings. I have worshipped in grass huts and in Kenya, a thatched roof structure up on stilts in Cambodia. I have worshipped out in the middle of a field in Tanzania. Uh, I have uh, worshipped in a home of believers in rural Russia. But in every case... They were gathering together, fellowshipping with each other, encouraging each other, and holding each other accountable. And I think that's the major reason why we are seeing this explosive movement of, I'll just stay home. I'll watch on TV. I'll watch on streaming. I'll listen on my phone. I'll watch on my phone. Why? Because by nature... We are selfish rascals. We are. We are selfish rascals. And part of the privilege, but part of the responsibility of the local church is to hold each other accountable. And even at times to confront a brother or a sister. Mm-hmm. Matthew chapter 18. Yeah, we don't see that much anymore. If you read through the New Testament, you see the importance of church discipline. Read the book of 1 Corinthians and tell me that church discipline is not important 
<clears throat> read Acts chapter 5. <laughs> you want to talk about church discipline? Yeah, read Acts chapter 5. Read about the dude called Ananias. Or Yeah. Um, there are just so many, many, many things that the church is required to do, commanded to do, that can only be accomplished in a koinonia, a fellowship, a gathering, a group. But people during COVID found that it's more comfy. I can wear my pink bunny slippers and nobody will see them. I can I can worship in my pajamas. And by the way, you can worship in your pajamas. So anyway, um, this, this survey is of more concern to me than anything that happens in the election today, tonight, or in the future. Because as I continue to say, and as I continue to believe, because I believe it is biblical, the real problem in America is not political, it is spiritual. And if what I said earlier is true, that local churches are God's plan for reaching the world, then what is happening in local churches is more important than what happens in any election. And that does not diminish the importance of elections. And by the way, I do believe in the devil. I do believe that he wants to destroy the work of God. And so where has his major attack been? The church. Why is it? that every mainline Protestant denomination in America is either dead or dying? Why is it that all of them have lost their power, lost their influence? Why? Because that's where Satan himself can have the most effective attack. If the local church is God's plan for reaching the world... If he can destroy the effectiveness of the local church, that does far more than evil politicians. And he's been quite successful. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.